coming in. Thanks for making it a priority to be together, to worship uh, this morning together. And uh, if you'll, before we participate, before we proceed, I should say, in celebrating Palm Sunday and the beginning of Holy Week, if you'll allow me just a couple of quick personal notes. This is a very significant weekend for me and my family as well. Yesterday marks a significant anniversary of God working to form our family, so we got to celebrate that together yesterday. And then today is marks six years of God bringing me and my family to be part of this church family. So super thankful for that. Yeah, so I love my family and uh, love my church family as well. It's a special weekend in that way. But even better, even better is a chance to gather together and celebrate Jesus' work in our lives, Jesus' work in our church family. So as we've said, today is Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week. And the way that we're going to do this morning is it's going to almost give us a little sneak preview of the week ahead. We're going to celebrate Palm Sunday. We are going to uh, we're gonna reflect on the cross, on Jesus' death for us as we think ahead to Good Friday. And uh, even today, as we celebrate together, we're going to get a little sneak preview of resurrection power as well. So it's going to be great. So let's just think real carefully. Think real quickly with me about Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, Jesus, fulfilling prophecy, enters into Jerusalem for the last time in his earthly life. He is fulfilling prophecy foretold about the promised rescuer about the Messiah. And so he enters into Jerusalem. You may have heard this story. You may not. His last week of his earthly life, he is entering into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey. And what would that last week of his earthly life include? It would end up in a brutal execution on the cross, his burial, and on the third day, his victorious resurrection from the dead. And so, uh, but we can't, but, but you know, that don't, don't jump ahead of ourselves. That's next Sunday. We get to celebrate that next Sunday, right? But here's uh, on the screen, and I'll read it, is Matthew 21, about that first Palm Sunday. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and the others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before Jesus and the crowds that followed him were shouting, what were they shouting? Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What were they shouting? Hosanna in the highest. This word Hosanna, we should, we should know, means I beg you, save us. Please deliver us. It's, it's a cry out to God. Please deliver us. Please rescue us. And then let's look at the next slide, verse 10. And when Jesus had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. What were they saying? Who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. We have been uh, in, in, um, here at Faith Church in recent weeks and months, we have been in a series of messages that we've called Kingdom Life. And in this series of messages, we're teaching through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and we're learning what it is to live a kingdom life because, church family, Jesus is king. He reigns at the right hand of God. His kingdom is unfolding. It is here now, and it is to come. And so we have opportunity to learn how to live kingdom lives, to live as citizens of God's kingdom. And so that first Palm Sunday, Jesus showed the kind of king he was. And it wasn't necessarily what people expected or what people even wished for or hoped for. But that first Palm Sunday, arriving to shouts of Hosanna, arriving on the back of a donkey, fulfilling prophecy, Jesus showed the kind of king he was. It may not have been what some had hoped for. He was not coming as a political leader or a military conqueror. He didn't come to overthrow the government or bring power back to God's people. Jesus flipped the script. Jesus flipped the script. He came as a gentle leader a humble leader, a servant leader. God's own son came, entered into the world, lived alongside of us, relating to us and showing us the way. God's own son came to rescue us and put us back in relationship with God. He came not to conquer, not to dominate, but to serve and give his life 
as a ransom for many, to give his life so that we could find true life and eternal salvation. So let's stand as we begin now to celebrate the beginning of Holy Week, as we consider what what this day represents, as we think back to that first Palm Sunday. Let's stand and think back to verse 10 that said, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up and they said, who is this? And so church family today, even today, even if you've been walking with Jesus for a while, I would invite you to answer the question, who is this? What have we answered? What is our answer? Do we recognize Jesus as God's son, the promised rescuer? Do we cry out, Hosanna, Lord save us, acknowledging our need for him, not just once back when, but do we cry out, Hosanna, Lord save us, acknowledging our need for him every day? Perhaps this song will give words to the cry of our heart. Let's celebrate the beginning of Holy Week together as we cry out, Hosanna. is rising eyes are turning to you we turn to you hope is stirring hearts are yearning for you we long for you Cause when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away, Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us. Worthy of all our praises Hosanna Hosanna Come have your way among us We welcome you here, Lord Jesus Hear the sound of hearts Returning to you, we turn to you. Then your kingdom broken, thine summon. You make it still. Oh, cause when we see you, we find strength to face the day and in your presence all our fears are washed away washed away Hosanna Hosanna you are the God who saves us worthy of all our praises Hosanna, Hosanna, come have your way among us, we welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Cause when we see you, we find strength to face the day, and in your presence, all our fears are washed away Oh, and in your presence We find strength to face the day Oh, and in your presence All our fears are washed away Washed away Oh, Hosanna Hosanna you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises, Hosanna.
welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Amen. So this next song, it is called Firm Foundation. It is a new one that we're doing. And if you've read ahead in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, at the end of chapter 7, there is a passage right at the end that we're going to learn about next week. just talks about build your life upon the rock that is Christ, upon the foundation that will never fail. And this song talks about that, that he won't fail, and he never has, and he never will, and he still this is, this is something we can build our life upon. So this morning, if you know it, sing along. If you don't, enjoy it. Christ in my firm foundation The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaken I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Cause he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. Right? He won't And I've still got joy in chaos I've got peace that makes no sense So I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength Cause I build my life on Jesus He's never let me down He's faithful through every season So why would he fail now? He won't He won't He won't fail He won't fail The rock on which I sin When everything around me is shaken I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus He's never let me down He's faithful through everything so why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. No, he won't. He won't fail. He won't fail. No. was built on you and I'm safe with you I'm gonna make it through oh rain came when through my house was built on you and I'm safe with you I'm 
I'm gonna make it through. Oh, rain came, the winds blew, but my house was built on you. Oh, I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. Yeah, I'm gonna make it through. Cause I'm standing strong on you. Oh, I'm gonna make it through. Cause my house is built on you. Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaking. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. No, he won't. He won't. Amen. You guys can have a seat real quick. Going to unplug here. Debbie and I are going to do a little, I don't know, not song and dance, but. I'm just trying to think, would I rather sing or dance if it was, or maybe we would do both. We've had exciting things happening. Yeah, yeah, you guys have been family. busy this week. Yeah, we have for sure. been. Yeah. So, would you like ladies first, or would you like to share about your? Uh, I don't. I don't really care. Okay. Uh, so, uh, some of you know, and a lot of you, a lot of you were in it. Uh, we just got done with um, our Financial Peace University class uh, that ended at the beginning of March. Uh, we had 29 people in it, which is awesome. Um, it's so much fun. Uh, where are they? Ashley and Eric McBee were my co-leaders. They're there, right over there. Well, there's Ashley at least. I don't know where Eric is. Um, but it was a blast. Um, a ton of people in this room were in the class. And I just wanted to give a brief update um, at, at the end of the class and, and some of the things uh, that the class accomplished. I mean, I barely had any any hand in this, but... Um, I'm excited for the statistics. Yeah, it's awesome. Matt, so, Matt, Matt's a, a numbers guy. I am. You yeah. probably... I love numbers. So, uh, with everyone in the class, we paid off over $21,000 in debt in just nine weeks, which is That's awesome. Amazing. It was so cool. There were cars being sold, stuff flying out the doors like crazy. It was nuts. It was awesome. These people were so committed to getting out of debt and to getting their financial future in place. Um, and they're still working on all this stuff. They're doing it, but man, they had a big head start, right? Yeah. Which is really cool. And then uh, we saved over $17,000 also, which is great. Um, the statistics that we hear is 79% of Americans cannot cover a $400 emergency. Um, and then it's something like or no, that's, that's a $1,000 emergency, and then it's something like 56% can't even cover a $400 emergency. So mm. 8 out of 10 people can't even cover $1,000. And this class in nine weeks saved over $17,000, which is yeah. so cool. Okay. It's so encouraging. I'm that's so proud awesome. of everybody who took the yeah. class and just worked their tails off. Yeah. And, and they're then, still doing it. And then kind of the ultimate goal of having that freedom yeah. financially. Yep. Yeah. So I'm yep, yeah. really proud, and I hear updates all the time. And it's just encouraging that these people yeah. took 
took yeah. it by the horns, you know, looked at the Bible and saw what God had to say about finances, and they took it seriously, and they're still doing it, and it is, it's so cool, so encouraging. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, and frees them up to be, you know, not be held back by things. If the Lord yeah. says, here, let's do this, let's go there. So oh, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yep. Well, Matt, we had some great time. I don't know if we paid off any debt or saved any money, but we, <laughs> something in the bank of the Lord, like the spiritual treasure, I think oh, it yeah. was a lot. Way, way up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a numbers person, but, um, <laughs> but, but really this weekend, our IF gathering was a beautiful, beautiful time for women to come together and find community, care, comfort, and also be challenged. Um, I just have just a few notes, some of the highlights. We had a team of 20 ladies that got together to plan and execute this event this year, and it was so fun to work together and have different teams take little pieces. Wasn't it fun? If you were on that team and you have energy to be here this morning, how was it? <laughs> Let me hear you. It was good. It was good. It was good. Okay. Um, and you know, the, the Lord blessed our efforts. It was amazing. And God just loves us, and He knows that we need each other. You hear every time I get up here, almost every time I say, I just love that God made us for intimate relationships. And you guys, it's true. Like, He knows that we need each other. Um, did you realize that oxytocin, that nurturing hormone, the one that's released when you cuddle, or maybe when you feel cared for, that God designed us to experience that together when we join together. And research does show that it's released in friendship as we build community. So as amazing as the decorations were, it was beautiful. As amazing as the food was, right? Ladies. Okay, I just need to say there is nothing like ladies caring for other ladies. Am I right? It was, it was amazing. So um, we also received a large dose of calorie-free uh, oxytocin. So I wanted to make sure that you knew that. Um, God did create us to live in community. And giving and receiving support leads to generosity and to care and growth. Um, beyond the community care and comfort, we were also challenged. And not maybe in a way that you think, like we were sent home with a four-step um, list of things to do or a fix-it program. We were challenged really to just expand our view of God and how he loves us and cares for us. We went through the 23rd Psalm, verse yeah. by verse, yep. and from the Lord being our shepherd to just being big enough to handle and just lead us wherever we need to go. Um, one of the really challenging and comforting things for me, my takeaway, was by David Platt. He said, Do I believe God is good and wise and all-powerful, even when I'm struggling to see some of those attributes? in the circumstances that are playing out. And this is my favorite part. More than I need my circumstances to change, I need my view of God to grow. I just want to say that again because I think it's so powerful. More than I need my circumstances to change, I need my view of God to grow. You guys, I love so many things about that. But the biggest thing is that it's not dependent on me. It's just God. If we can just take time to focus and really get a clear view of his plan just to meet us and rescue, redeem, and restore us. Um, and with a clear view of God, of course, it gives us confidence to share our love with other people. And then as they accept our love and they get to know it, we can just slip in there. It's God's love, really, that fills us and goes out. And then when they can accept it, we just keep growing the kingdom. People are pointed to the Savior, and it's just amazing. Yeah. So uh, thank you, ladies. We had uh, over 70 ladies that came over the two days. And um, yeah, Lori and I have been um, co-leading this. Oh, Truett, you're on your grandma's lap. Honey, your grandma <laughs> had such a busy week. Good job. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I think I see James over there too, don't I? Is that James and Truett, do you know each other? You need to meet if you have, because they're both handsome little guys. Okay, I'm getting distracted. But really, we have done this for many years, and we just, you know, here at this church, if you're just maybe coming in or you're new, I'm going to tell you, we love the Lord, but we love each other. And if you're looking for community, I think you may have found a place to find it. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thanks, friends. No worries. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and K through five, kids, you're welcome to head out to, uh, I believe that's the plan. Is that still the plan? Yes. K through five, back to that corner where it says Faith Kids. Enjoy uh, heading out and learning about Jesus.
Well, as you've seen, perhaps and noticed already, things are going a little differently this morning. You may have noticed things in the room that are a little different than this morning. Um, there, we're really not going to spend, a, we're not going to do a full Bible uh, teaching lesson, message, sermon this morning. It's going to continue to be instead a day of celebrations like it's already been. Is that all right? A day of celebrations. We've celebrated that it's Palm Sunday. We've celebrated God's work through Financial Peace University and through the IF gathering. And we're just going to continue that for the rest of our time this morning is a day of celebrations and uh, giving credit to the Lord where, where uh, credit is due. So let me show you this on the screen. This is part of our statement of faith. And uh, I think it's really interesting and it has uh, an impact on our time together this morning. So from our statement of faith, it says... The Lord Jesus mandated two ordinances, baptism and the Lord's Supper, both visibly and tangibly express the gospel. Though they are not means of salvation, when celebrated by the church in genuine faith, these ordinances confirm and nourish the believer. So as I said, today, our, our worship gathering is a, a bit different than usual. Uh, it looks and sounds a bit different. We're going to have less verbal proclamation of the gospel, less preaching of the gospel, and less, a little less time in God's word than we normally do every Sunday. But instead, what we're doing together in our celebrating is we're getting to see the gospel expressed, as this says on the screen, we're getting to see the gospel expressed in other ways, in these visible and tangible ways. Um, first, we're going to share in the Lord's Supper together, and then in a little bit, we get to celebrate um, a baptism. Because around here, we say all the time that the gospel is the spectacular good news that God rescues sinners like you and I. The gospel is the, the amazing news that God doesn't leave us stuck in our sin and separated from him and doomed for eternity, but God has entered into our lives and offered a way to be in relationship with him. The gospel is this spectacular news that God rescues sinners like you and I through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The life that Jesus came to live, God himself entering into humanity, living a perfect life. He was without sin. He matched up to the righteousness of God in a way that we will never be able to do so. He lived the perfect life and then died a death in our place, the death that we deserve, the punishment for our sin, the separation from him that we are due. He took his, the, all of our sin on himself, went to the cross, died willingly so that you and I might live. The gospel is this good news that God rescues sinners because of Jesus' perfect life, his sacrificial substitutionary death. And then next Sunday, of course, we especially celebrate his victorious resurrection from the dead. And so now in a few moments, we want to share in the Lord's Supper together. Uh, and why do we do this? Why do we come to the table? Why the juice and the bread? Well, in 1 Corinthians 11, Jesus himself instructs us saying, do this, speaking of the Lord's Supper at these four tables. We have a table in each corner of the room where we have uh, the cracker and the juice and, and Jesus himself in 1 Corinthians 11 says, do this in remembrance of me. And then a couple of verses later, the Apostle Paul, a leader in the, in the early church, adds this detail. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. So here's our opportunity for a visible and tangible expression of the gospel. We see each other taking the elements. It's a visible reminder as we think of the Jesus' death for us. And then it's a tangible reminder. It's, it's a going to the table and taking the cup and the cracker that represent the body and blood of Christ and experiencing them, a tangible expression to remind us as often as we share in the Lord's Supper that we proclaim the Lord's death that we are reminded of the significance of his death for us, that we make that visible to the world around us, our need for his death on the cross. And so um, we're going to, we look forward to Good Friday, this, this uh, Good Friday evening. We hope you'll join us here for a night of worship, and we're going to share in the Lord's Supper at that time as well. But we want to share in the Lord's Supper this morning. 
this visible and tangible reminder, the bread and the juice representing the body and the blood of Jesus. And, and, that we, and, and then think about what that um, statement of faith said a minute ago too, that as we share in the Lord's Supper, it confirms and nourishes the believer. It's not, a, it's not how we're saved. We are saved by putting our trust in Jesus Christ. And yet we are instructed to share in these uh, activities, these visible, tangible reminders of the gospel together. And, and, and then it says up there that these will confirm, nourish. I think these, doing the sharing in these times together uh, encourage and strengthen our faith. So as we prepare ourselves for the Lord's Supper, let's be thankful that we can come to him, our Heavenly Father, in prayer. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a moment to pray, and then I'm going to invite us to stand, to sing, and to head to the tables to share in the Lord's Supper. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we first of all are so thankful that we have a God who comes near to us. We thank you that you are not a distant God, but a God who has come near to us through Jesus and who lives within believers via the Holy Spirit. So God, thank you for being a God who is near and who hears us. As we think about coming to the table, as we think about needing you in our lives, first we want to confess that we are broken and sinful, that we go our own way, that we are rebellious and, and do our own thing. And so Lord, we confess our sin. We confess our need for you. God, show us and, and help us to repent to turn from our own ways and turn to you, to turn from the old sinful nature and to lean on you for all that we need. And God, as we come to you in prayer, we wanna, we're so thankful that we have a God who hears our prayers and who we can bring our concerns to. And so there's, there could be so many things that we would need to pray for together this morning. But we do come to you with a couple things. First of all, God, our hearts are broken with the lives lost in Nashville. Our hearts are broken for the pain and the suffering. And so we pray that you would be near to those who are hurting, that you would be comfort to families. And God, you instruct us to pray. And you say that our prayers are, are powerful and effective. And so we do. We come to you in prayer and we ask for you to bring healing and for you to bring solutions and for you to bring your love that people need to know. And yet, God, I also pray that in addition to our prayers that you would move us to action and that where we have opportunity and that where you direct, we would make a difference for Jesus, for your glory in our world. And Father, as a, as, a, as a local church who is part of an association of churches bigger than us across this region and across this country, we want to pray for our interim superintend district superintendents, Rick Parker and Danny Tedder, as they are uh, leading us while we search for the next full-time superintendent. God, would you give them wisdom and strength to lead during this time? And God, would this new prayer initiative of each of our 40 churches praying for these things each Sunday, would that bring unity and encouragement and cooperation among our churches? God, would you work in and through each of the 40 district churches in Washington and Oregon for the glory of Jesus? Father, as we enter Holy Week, help us to slow down. Father, as we enter Holy Week and we look forward to ham and we look forward to family, help us not to rush past seeking you, coming before you, and remembering all that you've done. As we think about Palm Sunday, as we, in a few days, remember the cross on Good Friday, as we celebrate the resurrection next Sunday, God, would we do it in awe of you and your love and your goodness and your rescue plan. Would we live out of thankfulness and celebration as we approach Resurrection Sunday? And God, would you use us as you see fit, the individuals of Faith Church and all of us together, would you use us as you see fit? Yes, here on our campus, in our building to proclaim Jesus, but even more, God, would you use us individually and collectively out there, in our communities, in our spheres of influence, 
in the world. May our lives be increasingly changed so that we can increasingly point to the greatness of Jesus. Help us to do that, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you go ahead and stand again, please? And we're going to have two songs. There's going to be plenty of time to share in the Lord's Supper. We're going to sing together, lift our voices in worship. Encourage you to do that unashamedly, lifting your voices and worshiping Jesus and exalting Jesus through the words of these songs. And then anytime during these two songs, we invite you to head over to any of the four corners of the room where there's a table and you can take the cracker and the juice and you can, and, and when you're ready on your own timing, go ahead and receive the Lord's Supper right there at the table or take them back to your chair and think and pray and reflect and confess and then share in the Lord's Supper at that time. If you're a follower of Jesus this morning, we invite you to the table. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are invited to come and, and share in the Lord's Supper. And every time we do this, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes Come today, there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy From the ashes a new life is born Jesus is calling, oh Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. No other Savior. Isn't it wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Bow down before him. For he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen, yes, yes, and no other Savior, isn't he wonderful, sing hallelujah, Christ is risen, oh, bow down, bow down before him. Lord of all, sing hallelujah.
this is risen oh come oh come to the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ oh come to the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ As you wait for the crown And tell the world of the treasure you found I've carried a burden But too long on my own And I wasn't created To bear it alone I hear your invitation To let it all go I see it now, laying it down. And I know that I need you. I run to the Father, fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, the reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again and again. And again and again Oh, 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 oh Your son for redemption Had a plan from the start Your son for redemption the price for my heart And I don't have a context For that kind of love I don't understand I can't comprehend All I know is I need you I run to the Father Fall into grace Done with the hiding, the reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again and again and again and again. Oh, oh, again and again and again and again. Long before my first breath Running into your arms Is running to life from death I feel this rush deep in my chest Your mercy is calling out Just as I am Don't you pull me in and I know I need you now Run to the Father, fall into grace I'm done with the hiding 
finding the reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So run to the Father again and again. Run to the Father, fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, the reason to wait. My heart found a surgeon, my soul found a friend. So run to the Father again and again and again and again. Oh, oh, again and again and again and again. Oh, 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 again and again. Father, again, we thank you that we have a God who has come near, a God who loves, a God who sees, a God who hears us. Father, I pray it would be true that we would know that we can run to you. Thank you that you are a God of love, of forgiveness, of mercy, of grace. So may the words that we just sang be true of our lives, that that not just once way back when, but every day, every hour as needed, that we would turn to you, run to you, and fall into grace, knowing that it's not about us and what we do or what we've earned, but that it's all about what Jesus has already done to pave the way, to pay the price, to make a way for us to be in relationship with you, Father. So teach us to run to you, relying on grace, not ourselves, but relying on Jesus in our place. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have a seat again. Let's look again. Look with me on the screen again at those words we already looked at once. The Lord Jesus mandated two ordinances, baptism and the Lord's Supper, which visibly and tangibly express the gospel. Though they are not means of salvation, these are not what saves us. We are not saved by sharing in the Lord's Supper. We are not saved by being dunked in the water. While these are not means of salvation, salvation comes by our faith in Jesus. While these are not means of salvation, when we celebrate them as a church family in genuine faith, these ordinances confirm and nourish and encourage and strengthen. And so again, we're, instead of an extended time of teaching and preaching from God's word, we're getting to experience the gospel good news of what Jesus has done for us visibly and tangibly, reminding each other of that this morning through sharing in the Lord's Supper, through our lifting of our voices, and now um, the joy in a, in a couple of minutes of witnessing a baptism. So in just a couple of minutes, Ellie Schilling's going to come up and be baptized. <laughs> This will be a very tangible expression of the gospel for Ellie. Tangible in the water, experiencing this this, uh, picture of death and resurrection. And for the rest of us, as her church family, as witnesses of this spiritual milestone, it'll be a visible expression of the gospel. And what do I mean by that? How is baptism, how is being dunked in the water a visible expression of the gospel? Look on the screen with me at Romans chapter 6. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might be raised to walk in newness of life. And so as we um, get to witness baptism this morning, we're, we're witnessing this picture of death and resurrection of, of a believer in Jesus, Ellie, identifying with her Savior, Jesus, in identifying with his death, being put underneath the water, death and burial, identifying with Jesus, putting to death her old self, her sinful ways, and being raised up out of the water as Jesus was raised, as the fact that Jesus is resurrected shows that we too can have new life. And so again, while this is not... Uh, how Ellie is being saved, her salvation is because of she has put trust in Jesus. 
But this is her coming before her church family and, and proclaiming publicly that she's with Jesus, that she wants to live for him. And so she's identifying with this burial and resurrection. Isn't that a great picture? All right, so let's have Ellie come up and mom and family and Pastor Jake. And I, I want everybody that wants to come up here, don't be shy now, okay? Ellie's family, Shillings, which is pretty much like half of Faith Church. <laughs> you, get, you can come up here and, and that you're going to have VIP seats, not seats, VIP standing to get a good view of Ellie. And now this is not just family. This can be church family too. Those of you that are close with Ellie, that know Ellie, that want to be here, that want a good view of the tank, you're welcome to come up here. You, you, if you want a wet hug, you should be up here. Okay, so again, this is not just family. This is church family. Whoever wants to um, come crowd around and get a good view of the baptism, the rest of you will see it on the screen as well. So that's going to work out as well. Now, who let Gary up there? <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Okay. All right, Pastor Jake. Yeah, I think 19 is it. Yeah, that's good. And how old are you? I'm 19. Oh, okay, so hold on. <laughs> 20 if you count the time in the room. Well, we love the Schilling family here at Faith Church, and uh, we're so stoked to be celebrating with you in this, uh, this act of baptism. As we heard uh, this morning at the top of the morning, uh, the reading from God's Word just about this entry into Jerusalem where branches were being laid down, where coats were being laid down on the roadway, and this donkey passes by with this conqueror rider sitting upon it. And the question in everybody's hearts and minds was, who is he? Who is this Jesus? And so, Ellie, have you had an opportunity in your life to answer that question, who is Jesus? And tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, um, so Jesus to me is, well, obviously, the Son of God and also um, a part of the Holy Trinity with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But to me personally, he's the one who saved my life daily and who has continuously renewed my heart to him and is the most important thing in my life. That's awesome. And uh, you, you had mentioned uh, in 2013 there was a special thing that happened in your life that, that really cemented that for you. Could you share it with us? Yeah, so in 2013, in the summer, um, I was at a camp in Eugene called Camp Harlow, um, and they were sharing the gospel there. Um, and it was one of the first times in my life that I like fully understood that God, not just as like somebody in the God, somebody in the sky, <laughs> um, like looking over at us, but as my personal savior and as someone I can talk to intimately about myself and and share with and devote my life to. Uh, and so you've been growing in your faith and in your uh, pursuit of Christ. Uh, why is it now that you want to be baptized today? So for a long time, I wanted to wait because I didn't, I didn't ever felt called to. And I felt like there was a lot of pressure for me to do it just to do it. And I wanted it to be truly and honestly from my heart and soul to want to continuously grow deeper into my faith. And um, I feel like I've, I've now been called to this point where I want to show everyone around me how much I love my Lord and Savior and how much he means to me. That's, awesome. That's right. Now your mom, Michelle, would like to share some things and maybe pray over you before we baptize you. Um, when, uh, when all three of my kids were on their way, I remember praying, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with uh, hope and joy and the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Might be off a little bit there, but <laughs> I, I recognize that um, Ellie is, is just joy personified, and I think most people know that about Ellie, and, and she's loved the Lord all of her life, but in this time right now, I feel as though she has this opportunity to share 
um, publicly uh, that which we already know, her love for the Lord and, and her just passion for Jesus. And um, Ellie is a beacon. She's, she's a light. And um, she's just always been that way. She just sprinkles this fragrance of, 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 of just joy and happiness to others. And, and with that, I just feel so honored to be this mom that gets to watch and see how she just um, shares with the world the love of Jesus. So I'm so grateful that our church body gets to see and be a part of this and, and gets to pray with her for a lifetime as she continues to be an ambassador and a, and a beacon for Christ. Good pray. Yeah. Father God, we thank you so very much for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to proclaim your love and and to just be washed new. And uh, I thank you for my daughter who is so precious to me and to so many. I thank you for the many who stand here with us and, and get to be a part of this experience. And precious Father, we thank you for you, for your love and your grace and, and your mercy and, and for this opportunity to experience just more of your, of your presence and, and to proclaim and, and then to continue to be a presence for others and to shine your light. Thank you, Lord, for Ellie, and I thank you for this opportunity. We praise your name. Amen. 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 Well, I got two questions for you. Uh, Ellie, uh, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the forgiver of your sins, and are living for him? I have. You have. Awesome. And is it your intent coming out of the water today to walk forward to him passionately with great zeal so that you might share his good love and gospel with others? It is indeed. Awesome. Well, then let's turn around here. I'm a, sorry, Michael. <laughs> All right. Well, it's because of your affirmed uh, act in faith here and your desire to be baptized today. We now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. She comes out of the wild and the family gets there. Wet hugs. Let's stand and uh, sing this song uh, that means a lot to Ellie. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy praise Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it. Mount of God's rechanging love. Here I raise my Ebenezer Hither by my help I come And I hope by thy good pleasure Safely to arrive at home Jesus sought me when a stranger Wandering from the fold of God He to rescue me from danger Interpose His precious blood Oh, 
to grace our greater debtor Daily I'm constrained to be Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to Thee Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it Prone to leave the God I love Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it Seal it for Thy courts above Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it Prone to leave the God I love Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it Seal it for thy courts above Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Gone for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mountain fixed upon it The mountain of God's unchanging love I figured we'd end out on a high note. Let's sing, Oh Precious. Sing, Oh Precious, is the flow that makes me white as stone. Oh, no other fount I know. I can wash, I can wash, I'm drenched in love. All souls atoned by the blood of the Lamb I'm not a slave to what wants to be damned How beautiful that cleansing flood I can wash, I can wash, I'm drenched in love Sing, oh, sing, oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow Oh no, when the fount I know I can wash, I can wash, I'm drenched in love All filth and make clean in that crimson sea I'm not ashamed of what one shackled me, how infinite That grace divine, I am free, I am free I am a child of God Sing, oh, sing, oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow, oh, no on the fount I know I am washed, I am washed I am drenched in love Sing how priceless How priceless How precious This power in the blood of Jesus How priceless How precious there's power in the blood of Jesus How priceless, how precious There's power in the blood of Jesus How priceless, how precious There's power in the blood There is power, power, wonder what 
taking power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb I was buried deep with Christ my Lord now I'm raised to life forevermore my name's been carved upon your heart no not death no not hell could ever rip us apart sing oh sing oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow oh, no other fountains I know I am washed, I am washed I am drenched in love Let's sing that again Sing, oh precious is the flow That makes me white as snow oh, no other fountains I know I am washed, I am washed, I'm drenched in love. I am washed, I'm washed, I'm drenched in love. I am washed, I am washed, I'm drenched in love. Well, Ellie might be the only one really drenched. But church family, do you know that you're all drenched in love? The Bible says in Romans uh, 5, God demonstrated his love in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for you, for me, that we might live. That's drenched in love. And that's what we're remembering this week. That's what we're celebrating this week. And so we invite you to continue to join us um, Friday, 7 p.m., 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Friday, Good Friday worship in here, Lord's Supper, worship through music, a chance to reflect on the cross, on Jesus' sacrificial death for us. Uh, and then Sunday morning, Easter morning, if you like pancakes, be over in the building over here at 845 or anytime between 845 and 945. Don't come too late because you got to come to church, okay? Get some pancakes over there. Uh, let us know if you're coming. That would help. And then, of course, uh, every Sunday, as usual, in here, 10, 15 a.m. next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, celebrating the life that we have because God raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. Sound good? All right. You are loved. Church family, you are loved, loved by God, loved by me. Uh, enjoy each other's company. Say some hellos and have a great week. See you later.